Memphis, 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 Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. We are in draft week. I'm your host, Daniel Greer, and we have the Grizz lead guys here, and we are ready. We're going to hop into a little bit of a roundtable with the crew. They need no introduction. Let's go ahead and get started. We're going to be bringing you a little bit of what player we would trade up to go get, and any player that might fall. Who's someone that we hope just kind of lands in our lap? But then we have to give you where the Grizzlies are currently at. They're at picks 22, 29, and 47. The 47 is a second rounder. So we're going to give you the guys that we like in those spots. But then we're going to actually give you what we think might happen on draft day. Is it where the Grizzlies trade up? They go all in on one player. Is it where we make some trades? Do we just stay where we are? Are we just, is this going to be the first boring draft the Grizzlies have had in a few years? Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into it. Nathan, you are up first. Who's the player we're trading up to go get? So I got somebody who later on I think will be a more realistic trade-up target, but I'm saving that because we're going to need a little bit later on in the pod. For sort of the pipe dream trade-up, I think that that Kings pick being available is really interesting. I do think it's going to cost too much up to get, but... If you can move up there, I would love to go get Jaden Ivey or Benedict Matherin. Jaden Ivey, I know he's not the perfect fit because we already got Ja, we already got Dez. Those guys work really well together. But when you got someone that has an upside of someone like Jaden Ivey, you just go and you get that guy and you try and make it work because that kind of potential is worth going up and getting. And then with Matherin, he's just that big-bodied, can defend really well, can keep up on the defensive end, but also can knock down shots. And I know that moving up that high to get someone like Matherin is going to not feel like it's worth it. But if the Grizz get some guys who can knock down shots and it puts them over the hump to win a championship, you don't care about winning the draft. You care about winning the championship. And so if he can fill that need for the Grizz, whether they're going to go get that in free agency or whatever, I think that's worth it. But uh, all in all, I think it'd probably be too pricey to go up and get those guys. But just the idea of it, if they can make make it happen, swing it without giving up too much, Getting up to get that Kings pick and grabbing one of those guys would be awesome. I would love that. Yeah, that is definitely the pipe dream, and that's what I'm talking about. All right. Um, I don't know if Jaden Ivey fits on this team, but I like it. I like it. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and go to Ian next. What's up, man? What you got? Uh, well, for me, um, I'm going with Ty Ty Washington out of Kentucky, um, mainly because I wanted to see, you know, you know we never know what's going to happen with Tyus Jones. And it'd be good to have a good young, you know, backup point guard that can maybe uh, – God forbid John leaves. I hope not. Um, while he is only six foot three, um, we need somebody who can carry the ball with size, and he's definitely not very, very tall. Um, I do think he would be maybe not the best one to go up and get, but I think for me he'd be a, a good pick if we were to trade up. Yeah, he's not going to be too high, uh, too high to go after. Um, he's fallen in uh, everywhere, and I think a lot of it is because of his knee, I believe. Um, he had some knee issues here recently, and so uh, he might be the guy who actually falls in this draft. And if he is, it's an upside swing of, hey, 
as long as his, um, I guess his health checks out, he's fine. Maybe that's a guy that normally wouldn't fall that actually did fall. So that's great. All right, let's go to you, Chris. What's uh, who you got now that we're going to trade up to get? My player archetype for this draft would, you know, if we stay, you know, in the draft, I would say it's going to be a shooter, a big shooter. So I'm gonna go with Jalen Williams, um, out of Santa Clara, six six, um, you know, almost 19 points a game this year. Uh, got a little bit of everything to his game as far as he can facilitate a little bit, rebound. But his shooting percentage is both from three and, you know, at the free throw line. Like, that's that's a telltale sign that he's going to be a good, you know, shooter in the NBA. And most of these guys coming out of college that, like, they are really good shooters in college, they've been translating really well. Just look at Desmond Bain. So um, I would love to move up and get him. Uh, Tankathon, they got him at 16 right now going to the Hawks. Uh, I know they've been real, like, you know, on point as far as drafts the last few years, but uh, I think ESPN's got them going 18. So if we had to, you know, package both of the first-round picks that we got, you know, 22-29 to get up there, to get them, as long as he, you know, has not gone, you know, way earlier than that, I think it'll be good for us to, you know, get that big wing that can shoot, you know, at that spot. Yeah, with how big he is, his athleticism, seven-foot-two wingspan, I, I think – him be him being a mid second rounder to a late late first rounder to now possibly in the lottery. It's just crazy to me. Uh, but he is the guy who fits perfect for this team. He would be my my best fit uh, for the Grizzlies completely. He's my favorite guy that I wish the Grizzlies go after. And so, uh, props to you, Chris. I like it. Uh, you win round one for winning round one. You get to go second. So, Ian, we're gonna start with you. Who's the guy that you hope falls to you just right in your lap, just sitting pretty? You're just sitting there all by yourself, and your guy falls to you. Who is it? Well, I would stay with Tati Washington. Um, however, I'm going to change up. I'm going to go, for some miracle, Mark Williams. I think Mark Williams would be absolutely – that would be a godsend for it to, to fall to us. I don't think it would ever happen in a million years. The fact that he is so, like, lanky and it's hard, it's hard to read, I think he'd be, like – he would give us a lot of, you know, dynamism on the offensive end as well. Is is that a word? I think it is. It's got to be, right? Di- dynamism? Oh, dynamism, yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's going to be your fantasy football name. Um, I that's like a- that because uh, Ty Ty, it, it's not, it wouldn't take a lot to move up and grab Ty Ty just currently where he is. So I like your thinking with that. Mark Williams falls. That's beautiful because what, let's say you do trade up to get to 18 and Mark Williams does fall in your lap at 18. That that's great because you don't have to do a lot of trading up to go get, you're just going to get the best player available. He actually falls to you. So I like that. Uh, Chris, we're going to go to you second here. Uh, who's the guy that you, that you kind of hope falls in your lap. Um, I'm going to go with Shane Sharp. Um, didn't play, you know, basically his freshman year in college at Kentucky. Don't know really what happened with that, but I'm just looking kind of, you know, basically um, at these mock boards and they got them going, you know, anywhere from five to 11, um, but with no film really to go on except for just combine stuff. And then I'm looking at the teams that are drafting like in that eight to I'm going to say 22 range, like a lot of them don't really need a guard that plays like him. Like he's a creator. Don't get me wrong. And that would be great, you know, coming off the bench for us, but I'm looking at some of these teams. They just don't really – outside of the Knicks, they're going to go best player available every time, and they're going to probably jack it up knowing them. But these other teams, they're not really, you know, in the market for a player like that, especially not having film on them. So if Shaden Sharp somehow fell to 22 or 
even if he felt like 20, that's another trade up. Hey, package some picks, some players or something, and get up there and get them because it's right there for the taking. Yeah, I like that. Um, it, it wouldn't be much, right? He has to fall enough to get you where you feel comfortable to give up uh, whatever you have to give to bring in a guy like that. So, Nathan, we'll go to you next. Who's the guy that's falling in your lap? I really like that shade on Sharp, by the way, Chris. I, I think that would be awesome and realistic. But I so I like Mark Williams, like you were saying. And I think Jalen Williams, who Chris, you mentioned earlier, it'd be awesome if he fell. But the guy who just to bring in a new name who I was looking at was Tari Eason out of LSU. He is projected, I think Bleacher Report has him 19, Yahoo 18, CBS 15, Hollinger has him 16 on his big board. And he's sort of the same thing I was talking about Matherin earlier. He's a guy who can defend, bigger body dude, can keep up on the perimeter and can do that job on the defensive end. But same thing, somebody you can pass out to, knock down shots. I think that's going to be the theme of our our draft analyses is guys who can defend and who can knock down shots and are a little bit bigger bodied. And I think Tari Eason fills that role and there's a chance he could fall. I don't think it's a great chance. Um, I think Jalen Williams has a better chance of falling than he does. But ideally, in an ideal world, Tari Eason would fall to the Grizz there at 22. I think that would be awesome for them. Yeah, I like Tari. Um, I think he could be a player that uh, the Grizzlies are going to maybe zero in on because, you know, what is he? He's kind of a big body guy, right? But he can also do a little bit of everything. And so I'm I'm a big Tari Eason fan. I, I, I don't know. I, I just – he has to be able to shoot the ball well um, outside. Like inside, yeah, I feel comfortable with that. If you get a player like that, then I think you could actually go into your small lineup and move Jaron to the five potentially. Uh, so that is where the reason you would actually go get him is because you feel like he's got a big enough body where he could rebound. He can shoot outside enough, uh, and it covers up Jaron uh, on the rebounding as well as a little bit more of the size if you needed to. But you have the length in Jaron. So um big fan of that all right so uh you're going tari easton we got mark williams and shane sharp on that all right let's go round three and so this is going to be where you know the grizzlies are setting at 22 29 and let's go ahead and throw in 47 while we're here right so go ahead and give me your three players what spots are drafting them at and why don't need to go into too much detail right the second rounders they're just you know boomer bust right you're just taking a swing hoping that they end up panning out and the Grizzlies taking three players, eh, that might be a little little bit of a stretch in this. So, Chris, we're going to go to you first. Give me your 22, 29, and 47. Yeah, Daniel, I'm with you. I don't think <laughs> – matter of fact, I don't know if it's a bet that we can find, you know, that we can throw them bet the lead, but I, I really doubt we use all three of them picks. I, I don't even know if we're going to use two of them. But uh, at 22, I'm going to go with Wendell, uh, Wendell Moore. Junior out of Duke, um, wrote a piece about him last week. I just like the guy. Like, he got a lot of everything. I feel like he would be like a Mr. Do Something 2.0, um, just kind of growing off of what, you know, that blueprint that uh, Milt has done for us the last couple of years. Um, and that's, you know, that's really might be being, you know, courteous because a lot of – he's failed a lot on draft boards. I think he was anywhere from 26, 28, 29 last week, and now they got him second round. But – you know, the Grizzlies, they're going to take their guy. So, you know, I, I see them taking him at 22 if he's available. Um, and then 29, I'm going to go with Patrick Baldwin Jr. Big wing, remind me a lot, you know, of uh, Michael Porter Jr. Funny they juniors. But uh, 
I just like his skill set being 6'10, being able to, you know, shoot mid-range game, big guy. Yeah, he can't jump over a phone book as far as like on his combine stuff, but like he that big, like he's gonna be able to do some stuff on the floor. He can move side to side. I'm not, you know, looking for him to be no defensive stopper or nothing like that, but that skill set that he has offensively, you know, I think he's gonna be good, especially with him being, I think he was like a top 10 guy coming out of high school. So um last but not least, that second round pick. I was going to say, you know, I've been high on uh, Andrew Nemhart for a while. But if y'all look at the draft boards now, they got him like 31-32. Like, dude has moved up real quick in the last week. So, I don't even know that's going to be a possibility. Uh, but I'm really big as well on Max Christie. So, if it was up to me, if if Kane Kleiman called me and said, hey, Chris, who you want to pick? I'm going to go with Max Christie. I just like that he's that Jordan Poole. Uh, you know, uh, Tyler Hero type wing that, you know, real quick, got a lot of moves, uh, can shoot pretty well. Uh, I think he'll be better in the NBA than what he was at Michigan State. Um, but that'll be my three. All right. So, so far you're winning. And the reason is, is because I, I actually hate your first two picks, but your third one, I just put out a podcast and it was pretty much saying, if we draft a guy from Michigan State, Chris, what does that guarantee? Is going to happen on a podcast coming to everyone. You're probably going to be getting an Izzo uh, call. So I'm going to have the Izzo call. Just, you know, I got to call my guy. Hey, man, can we just, can, I'm fiending again, right? I, I need Izzo in my life. Um, I don't know if y'all heard one of the last podcasts. I, I don't know which one because I've done so many here recently. Uh, but we actually had game seven of the uh, semifinals against the, the Warriors. We had it ready to go. Uh, Izzo agreed, and so we were going to do a um, a podcast. I think it was on Sunday, um, and for the game seven preview, then game seven of the um, the Warriors and the Grizzlies, and uh, they lost in game six. So uh, that would have been cool because you know it heard a little bit more about Jaron and uh, you know a lot of you know a lot about Draymond. So uh, it'd been a lot of fun to hear that. But Max Christie, if he's a Grizzly, we're gonna a hundred percent we're landing another Izzo interview. All right, Nathan, I think you are up next. Give me your picks. So I'm sort of on the same line as Chris on one. I actually have him as the exact same thing at 22, taking window more. Uh, all the same reasons. I, I really don't want to get too much into it, but he, he fits too well with what the Grizzlies need there at 22. 29, I have them taking either Nikola Jovic but really I haven't taken Josh Minot at 29. Now Minot is still set out there as a second round pick. And a lot of people would rather have Jovic than they would have Minot, but Minot just has the upside. And at the end of the day, whoever you're taking at 29, I don't know who you're expecting to go take and they're going to jump in and contribute right away with the rotation that you have. So why not take a swing on an upside thing there, which is something they've already done in the past. So I'm okay with that. All right, I have yours ready. Why not take my not? Yeah, there we go. Perfect. We we'll start a Twitter campaign tomorrow from the official Grizzly account. I don't see why. Like, I don't even, honestly, I don't know why you're not taking notes. Just <laughs> sitting there notes. smiling and laughing, and I'm giving you pure gold. <laughs> the, the beer gold came out of me, in, in all honesty. Um, all right, give me your second round pick so I can uh, completely trash. On this so far, uh, I hope it gets better from here. Second, uh, round pick. 
It, it won't, but second round pick, I like David Roddy. I really like David Roddy. I think he's sort of the same same thing. You're not going to necessarily get someone who's going to contribute right away, but this is a guy off the bench who has a chance to come in and fit the culture. I like David Roddy. All right. I have a quick, quick question. All right. And this is not to make fun of you completely. Uh, what mock draft did you look at to get these? <laughs> what mock draft I look at to get these? Just I looked at Billy to report <laughs> Yahoo and CBS to figure out where guys were going. All right, I like it. Uh, I have not heard David Roddy to the Grizzlies um, ever anywhere. So uh, I oh, like it. Me either. I just <laughs> like the guy. <laughs> Honestly, it's because I like David Roddy. All right. So, all right. We'll, we'll hit on you more. I won't completely trash it yet. Uh, I'm going to let everybody go, and then I'm going to kind of go back through it. And we'll have some open discussion. And I think it's fun because with the draft, nobody's right. Realistically, I think everybody ends up being wrong, and then you find some random person who said that. Like somebody said, David Roddy in the second round. And then you randomly, you're right. And you knew the whole time. Um, so I won't trash it, but uh, I can't wait to talk about it. So Ian, we're going to let Ian go for, uh, last. And then uh, before I completely break down and kind of have some open discussion here. All right. Uh, it's supposed to like a broken record, but my predict- we're getting to predictions later. But if I had to choose two first rounders, I would choose Wyndham Moore as the other two guys did. Um, not too much to say about him that has already been said. Um, this fits the team really well. But at 29, um, realistically, maybe Kennedy Chandler out of Tennessee, a uh, really quick ball handler. Um, like I said earlier with Washington, uh, in lieu of Tyus Jones leaving, he could be a, a really good backup point guard. Um, and as well for my 47th pick, and Nate had him going 29th. I got Mona at 47. Because, I mean, I mean, the upside is there, but I think a lot of teams are going to get turned off with his shooting and this, how not good it is. Um, it's because his whole form is in the need of, like, just a complete rework. But I do think if he is available at 47, I think you take him at 47. He could come in and fill a role like Brandon Clark did in his early days. Um, and give you some good energy minutes as a pretty big guy. So, those are my three guys. All right, so you're all in agreement taking Wendell Moore – 22 overall uh if you had to actually grade that do you think that grizz twitter would give you an a with that pick a minus okay a plus um all right so i i really like wendell moore as a player i think he fits this grizzlies team really well i've said it in past podcasts when we uh went through and uh broke him down um he is a lot like uh, Dylan Brooks. He really is. He's the same frame. He is just as hot and cold. He can he can get as hot as a microwave can get, and he can cool off faster than probably a microwave can actually get. So he is Dylan Brooks. He is the same length, size, everything, right? He can fill it up from deep. The oh. only difference is... <laughs> And I, I love Chris, uh, his reactions that are happening. They're, this is amazing. But um, what's ha- what it is is he's a guy that can defend really well and play so many different positions that I love it. What I hate about this is that we draft him at 22. We are reaching. He will 100% fall to 29. If not, he might go 27, 28, maybe, and then you miss out on him. But uh, it just depends on who you're, you know, what you're looking for. 
I think we're going to get to that about who actually you think that in the direction the Grizzlies go. Um, I like him as a guy. If you can get him, great. I think 22 might be a little too high. But you know, who's to say? If he falls 25, 26 and somebody grabs him, then yes, you lost your chance on getting him. So I understand why you'd grab him at 22. Uh, I don't know if he's the guy that changes your franchise. And at, and at some point, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to find somebody that's going to change this franchise other than Ja, other than Bain, other than Jaron. Like, those are the three pillars. Where's your fourth pillar at? Okay. Who is Zaire it? Williams. Okay. That's, that, I like Zaire, but he's got to grow up quick. Like, this window is open. I, I think we all agree the window is completely wide open uh, with the Grizzlies. And so – I don't, I don't know the direction we go. Uh, this is all, you know, it's all crazy. Wendell Moore is a really good player. And I think if you do decide we want to move on from a guy like, um, you know, Dylan Brooks, maybe you do make sure you have a 22 and, a, you know, a 10. So maybe you have two first-round picks, a 22 and a 10, and you know Wendell Moore is going to be that 22. You cover up for Dylan, but you also grab your big swing at 10. So uh, I like that. Uh, all right, so – no, uh, the 29 guys, we have Josh Minot, Kenny Chandler, Patrick Baldwin. I, I think you have to take a swing at some point. I love Kenny Chandler's game, but Kenny Chandler is just too small to play next to Jaw. I, I don't think they can play on the same court. I really don't. Uh, same thing with Jaden Ivey. I, I'm the same. You can't have the same guy need the ball. If you're drafting Jaden Ivey, he has to be, he has to be a starter, and you can't start Jaw and Jaden Ivey, uh, as you were talking about earlier, um, Nathan. But uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr., that's probably my pick. He has the upside. He's not athletic. We have enough athletes on this team. Let's have somebody who can actually just bury the ball. Um, I think he made, made some bad choices in his college selection with going to his dad. I think that's really what's hurt him. But um, it's really about if he can, you know, he has the talents, whether or not he can actually bring over the coaching staff to believe in him. Uh, but Max Christie is probably my, my favorite on that, Nathan. Uh, I like him. More than Josh Minot, I think he can shoot, and I think you can't. You, there's no way you can have enough shooting, um, in you know, on an NBA floor. So um, I love Josh Minot. I hate David Roddy um, completely, um, and so I'm sorry. I, I switched these up. Chris said Max Christie, so I gotta give Chris his love. Um, and I wrote these down the wrong way, but either way, all right. So enough about Nathan. So we're gonna bring you back more. All right, Nathan. Last one. Give everybody you're you're leading off. Give everybody what you think happens because you know I bet yours is so juicy. You probably have seven trade a seven way trade for the Grizzlies to get up to number two. Let's hear it. I'm far too dumb to make a seven way trade. <laughs> My original idea was I could not imagine the Grizzlies picking at both 22 and 29. Okay, I I still really can't imagine picking at 22 and 29, but. I thought they would pick at neither 22 or 29 earlier. The more I look at it, the more I think that there's upside swings like Josh Minot available late to keep that 29 pick. I still think that they find a way to package up that 22 pick and maybe a future pick to move up and trade with Charlotte for that 15th pick and go take either Tari Eason or Jalen Williams. I think they move up to 15 and take one of those guys I, I lean towards Jalen Williams because of everything we talked about earlier with the shooting. 
But, I mean, like same thing. I think Tari Eason is a good pick there. But either way, I think that they package up that 22 with something, move up to 15 with Charlotte, who I think has three first-round picks, but picks 13 and then turns right around and has that 15th pick. And I don't think that they will want that as much as they would want a future opportunity. So I think they package up that 22 pick, something in the future, move up to 15, take probably Jalen Williams, maybe Tari Eason. I like it. Um yeah, I think that's really what has to happen. With them having so many picks, like that gives them three more picks this year. That is where I am not sold on is the three picks in this year's draft. Uh, and Ian, we're going to come to you next. Um, so I, I'm curious how in the world they're going to come off of this because something's, something's got to break. There's 12 guys under contract. You have three draft picks. You have two guys that are leaving your team who are vets and Kyle Anderson and Tyus Jones. Your backup point guard is one of them. So what direction do these do they go? Like there's got to be some consolidation. So I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, so, Ian, give me what you think actually happens draft night. King Kleiman, you're on the clock. All right. Um, so I do think they trade the 22nd pick. I think they keep 29 because, as we were talking about earlier, what if Wendell Moore falls, as he very well could? So, I think they keep the 29th pick. I was torn between did they try the 22nd pick and, like you were saying, in need of a vet, like a Harrison Barnes or something like that. Um, but I'm going to go against my better judgment and say maybe they do trade up and the 13 to 15 range because Charlotte has 13 and 15. 15 is from New Orleans. So maybe they do trade away the 15th pick, like Nathan said, and take someone like Jalen Williams or, you know, Tari's or, or who, what have you. But I don't think the Grizzlies keep the 22nd. I think they keep 29 and 47 and either trade up to get the, a pick in the ranking 13 to 15 or they, or they trade to get a bet and package that somehow. All right. Um, so what would you – why do you think Cleveland would come off of that? Because, you know, they're sitting in a good spot where there's a lot of teams that are you – know, a lot of players that are there probably for the taking. Um, there's a lot of potential, right? So is it maybe for the future, as in they don't want as many rookies either? Like they're just kind of at this point like, hey, let's go ahead and, you know, get a, a future draft pick. Because then you're looking at a Grizzlies team who looks to be top five in the West for the next three or four years depending on what year they go, they're probably going to have what a 22 to 25 pick, you know, at the, at the, what, you know, honestly at the best. So what do you really think they would make that move grabbing two, two guys? I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like you said, maybe they decide that like, we don't want too much youth in this team, but I don't think they do. I think there is a lot of good like players available around that area. So I would lean more toward the Grizzlies taking a bet over another pick um yeah so i don't think it makes sense to if they did trade up it had to be like 15 like nate said i don't it didn't make sense for cleveland to trade away that 14 pick in my opinion yeah i i don't know what direction um there's so many teams that have multiple picks and so that's what everybody's been saying this whole time is yeah a lot of these teams have multiple picks okay well what do we have to give we have multiple picks that's what we have to give so that's actually like works opposite. I'm looking at teams that only have one pick of this entire draft. Maybe that's a team that we could jump up and trade with. Maybe it's a team like, you know, Chicago, you know, 
Is it somebody that they might want something? We can trade up just a little bit to try to help out our case. And maybe uh, what we do is uh, they trade back to 22. We trade up to 18. That might work. And then we just swap second round picks. I haven't even looked at their second round picks and maybe some future swaps. I don't know that there, there might be potential there. Um, and so that's, there's so many different ways to go, but everybody in Grizz Twitter is saying all these teams have so many picks. Won't we go after one of them? But realistically we have to come off of one of our players. And if we've seen what's happened with Christian Wood, it's not like people, they didn't get a lot. I think it was Nathan who said they got Boban and a, and a bag of balls. Like it was just, okay, cool. But you didn't get much for Christian Wood. And I, I was shocked with how little they got. So I, I don't know the direction. And I'm not saying, you know, your predicament or your prediction is wrong. I, I think that this year is tough because, one, there's trades happening and you're not getting a lot back for it. So, uh, Chris, let's go to you now and see uh, what your predictions might actually be for this draft. I'm not letting you off the hook for that Wendell Moore comment in regards to Dylan Brooks. <laughs> They're not the same at all. His basketball IQ is such. I need to get his phone number and just apologize for the disrespect on this podcast because that was terrible. But uh, I'm with you, though, as far as everything else. Um, But anyway, getting into, like, what they're going to do on draft night, I think, like, just looking at the playoffs, like, we got to realize that we love our players. We the deepest team in the league. Like, we pride ourselves on that. I get it, 1 through 15, but – like for us to take that next step, we're gonna have to bolster up that top eight in our ro- in our rotation, and I think it's gonna be best to either do it like we did last year before the draft, or you know, just do something big on draft night, whichever one makes the most sense. But um, I think it's gonna be some trades, or some key pieces, or some players that people like and they love, and then you know we fight on Twitter about, and y'all already know what I'm about to say. Dylan Brooks is out of here. Um, that's my prediction. He's out of here either on draft night or like I said, a couple of days before, which we, I mean, we are less than almost a week at this point now. So, um, he's probably going to be out of here and, you know, two players that I'm kind of, you know, honed in on, I put a trade up on Twitter just to, you know, a brain exercise really to try to see what could, you know, possibly work. Um, us trading with the Cavaliers to bring in Colin Sexton, um, and, you know, some people might say, oh, okay, he's a, you know, a lead guard. He may not want to come somewhere else where, you know, you got a John Morant type superstar already. But um, it's worked with him and Darius Garland when they weren't, you know, when he wasn't hurt. I think both of them almost hit 20 points a game last year. Um, and him filling in that role for Tyus and maybe uh, DeAnthony Melton or another player that we ship out, I think he can man that point guard and that backup two-guard spot. Um uh, and so that shows the rotation a little bit in the playoffs. He's a six man. He gets as many shots as he want. Um, another guy that I'm real big on is OG Ananobi. So whatever y'all got to do, dealing in some picks to get him, you know, I'm big on him as well. Uh, but we got to fill out our rotation in, you know, quality players, not about having okay players one through 15. I'm the Tillmans, the Tillies, the uh, Sonny, even the Santi Aldama. I'm going to be honest, y'all. Like, I'm, you know, he, he, he got. We can put him on a two-way and see what he can do. But, you know, I'm not really, at this point, you know, being in win-now mode, I'm not really in a, predic- uh, a predicament to, like, just sit here and wait on him. Uh, he didn't show enough. So if we can move him, if somebody wants him and, you know, uh, they include it with a trade, then I'm with it. But 
Um, I say all that to say, yeah, Dylan Brooks and some picks is gone. If we don't make one pick that night, I'm okay. I'm satisfied wow. because I behind it and we got better, you know, for next year. So that's my prediction, man. Wow. Um, so, all right, real quick, uh, the Wendell Moore stuff. All right. So I'm not saying the IQ, he is much smarter than uh, Dylan, uh, but they are somewhat the same player. He doesn't make the stupid, stupid plays that Dylan does when he becomes a black hole. Uh, so, yeah, I do like that. Wendell Moore, but the problem is, is I think Dylan's a much better defender, but you get more consistency, in my opinion, with Wendell Moore. So that's why I like him, but also that's why I compare him because they're the same body type, body size. They do a lot of the same stuff, except for one tries to get rebounds and the other one doesn't. I'll let you figure out who is which. Um, all right. So the fact that you think that or you would be okay with the Grizzlies not making one pick on draft night. I don't know if I'm okay with that. Is anybody else okay if the Grizzlies did not make one draft pick? I know we have no clue who we got back, but is anybody else okay if you do not have one draft pick the whole entire night? For OG and Anobi, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on who they would get. Um, I mean, like, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I would like to see maybe at least one pick. But, I mean, if they, if they, if they get somebody who's quality and who can, you know, increase the – Better the team, I'm fine with it. All right, well, I'm just going to be honest, and I'm going to be selfish. If I did all these mother draft episodes and we don't end up drafting one mother person, then I promise you I will be hot. Not because we suck. Not because of the player we got. I do not care. But I put in a lot of work. And I have used my brain a lot. And I don't normally use my brain this much. And if I used it that much, put it on that much overtime for the brain cells, I'd be upset. I really would. All right. So, guys, I love I love your picks. I love uh, doing this because, uh, for one, I get to play a little bit of the devil's advocate and kind of just beat up on your guys and your selections. Um, I'm not going to share mine because I'm sharing mine with Ryan. We're going to do a full draft breakdown. Uh, we're going to go back and forth uh, between me and him. And so I believe this podcast should be coming after that one. So if you've already heard mine, you know where I stand. Uh, you know my love of Jalen Williams. Uh, I have some strong opinions on it. And uh, so I think that this draft uh, will be a chance for uh, the executive of the year to really show out. I really do. Um, we, I think a lot of Grizzlies, uh, Twitter, Grizz Nation, all the Grizzlies fans, thought he was off his rocker last year when he went after Zaire Williams and got Santi Aldama into the first round. I, yeah, yeah. He, he, he shut me up. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be honest. Um, anything else you guys have or anything else on the draft that you want to kind of put out there? Because this is coming out uh, a couple of days before the draft. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a, uh, a Spotify live on Tuesday night at seven 30. Wednesday, we have a Best Bets podcast that's coming out. Ryan and I are going to give out some best bets uh, on where the guys are you know, at right now and where usually it's DraftKings that has those spots where you can actually pick between the two guys uh, where a player might be you know, 12 and a half or higher, lower, over, under. Uh, and so make sure you tune into that. But anybody else have anything? Nathan, we'll go ahead and go with you first uh, so we don't cross over in any conversation. Anything else you have? Yeah, one thing, the whole league's going to be winning when Ian Eagle pronounces Ty Ty Washington's name. 
on TNT. That's the thing I'm looking forward most to out of the draft is knowing that Ty Ty Washington is going to be coming out of eye and Eagle's mouth. But as far as anything else I've got, no, I, I, I'm a self-proclaimed draft idiot. So I really don't have anything that's worth speaking about here coming out, but uh, I know that's correct. That's the only thing I'm going to be right about with the draft is that Ty Ty Washington coming out of Iron Eagle's mouth is going to be amazing. So that's it. All right. Ian, we're going to come to you next. Uh, anything else you have uh, coming out? Yeah. Uh, agree with that, Nate. Also ready for the draft, the various draft fits that we're going to see. But one thing, you know, we were talking about who the Bridges could trade with. That only has maybe one pick in the draft. We can talk about Chicago, right? I know I've heard, I've seen, I don't know, if it's a majority opinion, but I've seen some Chris Twitter um, liking Zach Levine. Mm. So maybe packaging maybe a couple of picks with that. Um, I don't know. That, that'd be my only like big, big move. I would see for that. nothing, nothing too crazy. All right. So one, I like it. Uh, two, the only issue you're going to have with that is uh, I believe um, and, and tell me. Cash space. Well, I'm looking at it right now. He is not under contract. He's a free agent. Oh, okay. So that would be an issue. So maybe sign him for agent, you know. So, you'd, yeah, you could sign him. Uh, now, if for some reason you want to figure out a way to do a sign-in trade, you could do that. You just could not include any other picks. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You couldn't include any other players in your sign-in trade. Um, <clears throat> so the Grizzlies would have to come with, you know, enough guys to make up for that. Uh, you would be getting back one guy and Zach Levine, which would be good. But if he's a if he's a free agent, I, I don't know why. I, I don't know if he's unrestricted or restricted, honestly. So that might you know matter there. Uh, I'm not looking at it in front of me. Uh, but I do love Zach Levine. I think he is a good fit for this team. I think he would be a really good get. I just have no way of knowing where he's going to go. Um, if it was me, I'm looking at a guy like John Morant that wins and he's won every spot he's been in he's blowing up and i think we're seeing that right in front of our eyes so i i think that they're going to be if it's not now there will be players free agents that want to come play with john i really do um and with the salary cap going the way it's going i think we can afford them right now and they've even said that um if we have to go to the luxury tax we will and so who knows? I, I like that. Hey, that's outside the box. I'm a big fan of that. I've been a big fan of Zach Levine for a while. Um, I think it, he brings exactly what we need. If you need to throw the ball to somebody for a shot, then you have Bain, you have Zach Levine, dude, Ja. If you want to go in the lane and they want to double team you, uh, we have some people outside that want to shoot the ball. Uh, I, I think we'll be okay. All right. So, Chris. We're going to give it to you. Anything else you got on this draft? Uh, another trade partner I would look out for would be probably the Wizards. Um, don't know if it, you know, we everybody, the whole world is waiting on, to see what Bradley Bill is going to say, what he's going to do. So um, definitely would look out for him because even if they can get an asset back on a signing trade or something like that, or if he just want to straight up sign with us, I'm good on that too. Um, definitely on that Bill on Bill island for sure and then he right down the street from his hometown so uh come on bro get some real good food and stuff like that coming to memphis but uh outside of that man i'm just like y'all said i'm excited to see what's gonna happen um i i mean i, I really don't think we're gonna stay put at anything but uh to kind of go back on what i said you know what one pick would be nice but i, I definitely want to get it. if we make that one pick i'm cool with it being in the second round we just got to get some type of 
uh, another piece that's going to fit this team. But I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what happens. And I got both my last two um, draft pieces coming up next week. It should be releasing early next week um, with Max Christie and Patrick Baldwin. So y'all stay on the lookout for those. And uh, we'll talk to y'all soon for sure. Yeah, make sure you're, uh, you're checking out a lot of these guys what they're putting out in the articles. Um, they've done a really good job of getting everything ready to go uh, and coming out for this week. There's been a lot of work. Uh, listen, I, I'm just going to be very honest, and I've said this, I don't know how many times on the podcast, uh, if ever. I wanted to take the summer off <laughs> completely. I'm just going to be honest. And um, after discussions, we thought that would be probably the worst thing we could do. And so – uh, this is part one of the summer. Part two is pretty much uh, after the draft. Uh, and that's going to be a lot of what's happening in summer league. And then after summer league, and then we get to July, you're going to hear more Grizzly people on this podcast than you will myself. I think it will be a chance for July, August time uh, to hear a little bit of uh, a different voice every now and then. So that will be the time that actually I get my break from doing so many podcasts uh, but it gets everybody else on here and we get to talk about uh, different players, break down uh, different things about the Grizzlies as we go through the summer. So um, if you have someone looking for a Grizzlies podcast, share, let them know. Uh, if you listen to this, you love it. Uh, give us a rate, a review. But that's all we have. Guys, I've loved it. Uh, thank you for doing this. I can't wait for the draft night. I will be traveling back from Texas, getting back approximately one hour before the draft starts. Um, an hour is plenty of time for me to get my bets in, right? Yeah, I agree. All right, that's all we have. Let's have a great week. Let's have a great draft. Be nice and tell your friends.